Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. And today we're talking about something completely different. Completely different. Well, maybe not totally completely different. So what are we talking about? We're talking about well, miniature games other than Warhammer 40K. Miniature games other than Warhammer 40K. And I've actually played one of them on the list. So there you go. I played a couple of them and they're all pretty interesting and not 40K. So for, to start with, Warhammer 40K is a very big miniature game. Miniature game. It's and, huge. Okay. By big, I mean there's a lot of pieces. By what Saul is saying, huge, I think he means that a lot of people play it. Well, it's like D&D, right? It's the most, probably the most played miniature game there is. And since D&D was evolved from miniature war games, right, it only makes sense that a lot of people would like to play miniature games. And Warhammer 40K is kind of like a, kind of like a, the original miniature games, right? Where, where it's, except with fantasy elements in it, because it's got your armies and... Well, Warhammer 40K comes from Warhammer, Right, which back, I don't know, in the 80s, I'm not sure how far back Warhammer actually goes, the fantasy game, but there was also a fantasy war game or miniature game where you painted all your miniatures and you had armies and fought each other. And then Warhammer 40K, which is... The the size of the figures, right? 40K? No, 40K is the year. Oh, see, I was always confused by that. I knew it was the year, but I, for some reason, I think it should be the size of the figure. That's why it's science fiction, because it's Warhammer 40,000 years. Ah. In the, well, in the timeline. And, it's, and it's, what you have is you have the same kinds of elements. You have the rat people, the orcs, and all that, but now that you're in space. They have dwarves, too, right? Dwarves, elves, yeah. They call them Eldar in the Warhammer. Well, as a historian, um, Saul and I have seen the like Roman, and even before that, Greek, the plans that they had. Like If you read Thucydides, it'll te- he'll tell you all the plans for a battle to get ready, right? Mm-hmm. And then... You see, if you go to the gaming store, we used to have a gaming store next to us. Do you remember what it was called? D&J Hobby? D&J Hobby, yes. And I used to go there when I was like, you know, 20-ish. 20, yeah, 22. And I was, I would look at all the miniatures and I was going, these are pretty cool. But miniatures involve a lot of stuff, right? And that's the thing with 440K. It's like you can have quite a few miniatures on a table at, at a time. And you know, there's all kinds of rules as, as how you paint them and all that stuff. So there's a lot involved in Warhammer 40K. And it's owned by a very, what is it? The game, is it Games Workshop? I, I believe so. Yeah, Games Workshop. And they're very, you know. Territorial? Yes. They, they know they have the market cornered on that stuff. And, and so their models are kind of pricey. And I can almost imagine why it'd be pricey if they were metal, but now they switched to plastic. So I don't understand That was why. so they don't poison you. <laughs> no, they used to make them out of pewter. pewter or something like that was non-lead. I know I played with lead figures back in the day, so hopefully I don't have to <laughs> Have any side effects? That. Yeah. Well, what I meant by the that you have lots of armies and stuff and the reference to ancient warfare is that all throughout history, 
you you've seen that scene in movies where generals are looking at a at a board they're like standing around a table and they have the little armies placed out there and that is the way that people come up with strategies right this is what we're going to do we're going to take this hill we're going to do this so i should say wargaming comes from yeah kind of like that from from that from actual history right and if you ever go to a convention and you go to the wargaming room or I, I hear, I've never been, but I hear that there are chapters of uh, miniature miniature players throughout the United States and the world that still set up their, some of them might be a little bit older now, and it, I don't believe it's, uh, it's, I don't think it's going to die, but it might when they go, because <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of young people into it, although I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, please let me know, because I'd like to meet these young people that play war games. Well, uh, Warhammer 40K they play, but I'm, you're talking about like I'm talking about the, Napoleonic yeah. stuff. A lot of that stuff is is very popular with what now is an older Generation. section of yeah of gamers of gamers. And if you go to there's a there's a convention here in the Bay Area. It's called Pacificon, and one of the big attractions or somebody that puts on a part of the show is. They bring in people for, called the, the Valley Gamers Association or something like that, and they play miniature games. That's all they do, and they set up these large tables of Napoleonics, uh, naval battle miniature games, and they're pretty cool. The, these game so Pacificon bring, brings in this group, and they're a big part of the convention, and they hold a large room room or they occupy a large room and they that's they play all weekend right that's a big attraction and it's amazing to watch these guys with their boxes and boxes and boxes and they have little dollies the the rolling dollies that not the ones that are stand up but they're like you know so they can pack their boxes on it and they have all kinds of accoutrements that go with terrain too right terrain they're just not playing on top of a wooden table or even not even on a neoprene mat that's colored, they have uh, terrain. If they have people, they set up fences, trees. Some people put in sand, and I mean it's a big, a big, it's a big production. Production, and it takes a long time to play those games, which yes. is probably why I look at them and I, I've talked to some of them, and I go, "Hey, is that is that the Roman army?" And then they'll tell you exactly what they're playing and what battle it is and all that. So Warhammer 40K falls into that category only because how long do you think it takes to play a Warhammer 40K game? Well, that's why I think Warhammer 40K became so popular in the miniatures arena because it usually takes only like 90 minutes. And you you play on a small, I think it's a three foot by three foot square. Mm -hmm. So there's not a ton of miniatures, but there's still quite a few miniatures. And... They can set up a tournament, and usually you can play a game in an hour to 90 minutes. And for a miniature game, that's pretty that's short. fast. That's, yeah. that's a lot. Very fast compared to those miniature games that they set up in the morning, and they play for like five or six hours. Well, I think mo- most miniatures takes at least three hours to play. Those kind of big, huge army tactics and stuff like Do that. Do you think that's the three hours involved in... Is the set it, is no, the setup playing. See, see, so that's why it takes five to and six hours. And the, then there's a setup, too. And the takedown. Well, we don't count that. <laughs> but that's why I think 40K became so popular because you could have tournaments mm-hmm. and 
have a lot of games. And you could do a tournament on over a weekend or even one whole day, and you could have a grand prize winner, and you play like, you know, like a standard uh, tournament where everybody plays, or well, not everybody plays each other, you you play each other. You get into then, a pool. And you get eliminated. You know, yeah, like you get eliminated, round, yeah. Yeah, like the playoffs or something like that. So I think I think that's why Warhammer 40K is really popular, because people like miniatures, but they don't like the time it takes to and play some of the miniatures ian our our friend our kid's friend our yeah our friend's kid our friend's kid sorry he's not a kid anymore but i've seen some of the miniatures some of his friends are into warhammer 40k and he goes i gotta get an army together and so we got he doesn't these play he doesn't play he just likes painting them i know that's weird but he got he has a bunch of little armies oh yeah now. And he got some of these really cool miniatures. Yeah. And then he loves to paint miniatures, so he painted them, and they look pretty cool. But it's a big process involved, and that's one of the things about miniature games. All of these miniature games that aren't Warhammer 40K that we're <laughs> going to start talking about now. Going, I thought you were talking about something else. They all have miniatures. Some Most miniatures nowadays are plastic, right? Yes. Or resin. Plastic. Okay. Well, there's the different types of plastic. You know, I'm not going to get into that. But I think another reason why people like for Warhammer 40K, because now I don't play that, but it's because they say the miniatures are really nice looking. That yes. They don't put out really crappy miniatures in a, in a sense of how they look, right? Right. What do you call it? The amount of detail that they have is pretty astounding. So that is what you're going to get less of when you play different or other games other than Warhammer 40K. And it might be a reason why those uh, miniatures are so expensive. Yes, because the, there's this place, even for just us for playing D&D, there's a place online where you can order miniatures, and you can create your own miniature. Do you remember what oh, that yeah, is called? Oh, yeah, it's called... Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's very popular. It's really cool because you can go in and you can make your person and you can dress it the way you want. And, and, and have different clothes. Different and clothes, different... Uh, poses. yeah. And it's very cool. And those are kind of expensive because they're individually created, right? Yeah, but now you can buy the STL files and... And do them yourself if, you have, a, them yourself. if you have a 3D printer. Yeah. No, you cannot get a 3D printer. I really want one. I know, I but do. you don't need to because Kathy got one for her birthday. Yeah, but having them make my figures, is my stuff is not as, as fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Warhammer 40K is a is the most probably the most popular war game out there for a number of factors the ease of play the rules are kind of easy though they keep changing them all the time the army list is kind of like the same they always have the same eldar dark eldar the orcs dwarves all the kinds of stuff and it's really popular and there's even stores that just sell warhammer stuff they have warhammer stores well we went to game castle yesterday yes. and half of the store is warhammer yes <laughs> Because it makes a lot of money. Because it makes a lot of money. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Magic the Gathering as far as making money for a game store. Yeah. So what game isn't Warhammer 40K and why is why are we talking about them? Usually there's all kinds of different factors. And the first one we want to talk about is? How about reference? if we talk about the, the Walking Dead one? Yes. Now, this one I don't know too much about. I didn't even know it existed until we started looking into miniatures. And, of course, there's going to be a Walking Dead. It's called Walking Dead, the Walking Dead All Out War. 
all out war. And the and it's not going to be cheap. So if you want to get away from Warhammer 40K and go cheap, this is not the one to do. Well, I don't think this, this the thing about Warhammer 40K is that the, there's a ton of different armies you can right, buy. Right, right. And I think The Walking Dead, I don't think that exists. It's just like a... No, but the... the this, it's a box set. The box set is like around, I'm going to say, 120 to $150. Wow. That's kind of pricey. But, but if, it has everything in it. But if you were, to- <laughs> if you're into The Walking Dead, and when I looked up this on online, I I put in The Walking Dead uh, miniature game, and all these these things came up. There's a bus, and I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not a Walking Dead person, so I don't know these things. But there there were like, not only the original set, but they had all kinds of uh, all kinds of things that goes with it. Oh, I did. See, I don't know very like much terrain about terrain stuff, no a bus, that. and all kinds of stuff. Well, one thing is that I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead. I saw the first season. Hey, at least I hey, saw I, it. I didn't even see that. Dude. I saw the first season. I can say I saw the first season. And for me, that was enough. I don't need realistic zombie things. I, I've seen Left for Dead on the computer enough that I'm like, ah, <laughs> whatever. Well, anyway, so I saw the, I saw, I've seen the show, and I liked the show. It was just... Uh, it, is unsettling and as a good show that type would probably make do uh make you feel and so i was not looking on looking out for it i did see the walking dead rpg which i almost kickstarted but then i go hey, am i really gonna, gonna want to play that no. yeah. i looked it up and it is a there's a box set and now there's a uh, an expansion box set mm-hmm. and so supposedly everything you need is in the box uh, there is, uh, it's a very, it's like a survival game. So it is basically you versus the zombies. You trying to sneak past the zombies, not trying to make noise and and get stuff to salvage to be able to survive. And the miniatures, one of the things, because it's an IP, right? The miniatures are recognizable to you if you are into this particular show. 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 Yeah, because it's based on the TV show. Yeah, yeah, which is also based and on a comic. One of the reviews I saw said that if you like if if you like this, you'll really enjoy this game for a miniature game because it takes about thirty to one hundred and twenty minutes, and you will recognize all of the figures in the box. Right. And and so that'll be so any intellectual property game like that. And there's a couple more on here that we have. One is Star Wars, and one is. The Game of Thrones one that both have miniature games. So right. anytime you go with a, a IP that you like, you're gonna enjoy. You're gonna enjoy it because you like it, right? Right. There's something that attracts you to that IP. So is there anything else you want to tell them about the Walking Dead game? Well, I think it's a game for people who like the show, right? And and want to relive the show in a certain sense. I think it's pretty neat that the. the they use the characters. Of course, you would want to do that for the, have the miniatures of those characters. And 120 minutes is not a long playtime, and it looks like it doesn't need a lot of setup, which is also very helpful for people who who are not into miniatures that much, or miniature they're not miniature war gamers, right? So I think that's another thing is these games. Some of these games appeal to people who are not in the hobby already, so they might wanted me to try it out right and i think this is a decent one that if you like the ip then i don't think i think it's a no-brainer the cost might be a little bit prohibitive but 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 if there's someone like our friend uh, mike his brother tom is really into the walking dead right so when i was reviewing i'm all oh tom would like this just because of the figures even if he never played the game 
Yeah, and I think he 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 read the the graphic novels yeah. or he has it, and he he's all in on he, things. Yeah, him and his him and his daughter. His daughter, right? Yeah. So the next one that I was that one of the other IP ones is the A Song of Ice and Fire. That's the Game of Thrones ones, right? And the most interesting thing I thought about this one, or I, when I was when we were researching it, was that it has a lot of armies in it in the box. A lot of different, so so you're it's in like a tray, I guess. You put them in trays. You put them in trays, and then you take them out as as they as the regiment gets gets slaughtered, it goes out, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it makes them weaker. So it yeah. all depends on how many people. How many people you have in your tray? How many unit? Yeah, how many Units. individual yeah. models you have on this tray? And, and you move the whole tray as a unit, right? Yeah. Like you don't move individual figures around on the board. You move this this tray that holds a bunch of miniatures and you and you even move and you you, you turn, turn it and you do and all kinds of things I, I i it's really popular one of the really popular games because here locally because they usually have tournaments here at the local game stores yeah um i wanted to ask so for this one and the walking dead one are the rules you roll with dice? Because I know one of these you use cards. Yes, these are all dice games. So, so basically, your army is gonna like you're gonna roll probably. I don't know what. The, I think most of them use d sixes. D sixes. I'm not sure about the Walking Dead one. I didn't. I didn't see how. But you're gonna roll your dice, and you either hit the number or you don't. So that, but you, that determines whether you're successful or not, right? As you're moving your guys around. Right. Usually, you you roll to hit, or you roll to, roll to defend, defend, or you roll for morale and all kinds of yeah. things like that, depending on how how bad your unit gets decimated. I think uh, again uh, with an IP like you said, this is probably really popular for people who like Game of Thrones. They have characters from the movie, yes, and i.e. the books. And also, this one is probably easier with the easiest one that I, this is from the reviews that I read. It'll be the one like the like Ticket to Ride is the the gateway game to gaming, right? Or or Settlers of Catan, right? This one, uh, when I was reading it, I'm all, oh, this would be the game if you like the. A lot of people really like the IP, have watched all the shows. I've only watched one of them. And that may you mean one episode, one episode so far, <laughs> but that's okay. I also read like five chapters out of the first book and told Saul, this is not, I don't like this style of writing. So, uh, <laughs> which he's like, he rolls his eyes at me, yeah, I know. but, but I can see the appeal of it. And if it, it says it's one of the easier ones. So it's more like playing a board game from the rules set. Cause some of these rules can be very time consuming to learn. Right, you know, especially if you're talking about individual units, you're talking about there's line of sight, yeah. there's range, there's all kinds of things that that take place uh, or con- are considered in a war game. So this one is, uh, you're right, it's straightforward. You move in these large, uh, and there's different size trays depending on what kind of characters. And then they have like single characters, like hero characters right. that have special abilities that will help you fight better or be able to do special thing you can pick a faction basically and you pick a faction and of course you know that's the, the start of it is lannisters versus starks yeah uh there's all kinds of expansion boxes that you can add for your figures and and these figures you know they're they're, they're they look like they're from the show and and so you have an idea of how to paint, paint them right oh and the figures come there they come as it's just a raw plastic not raw it's a plastic figure right yes so then you're going to want to paint it 
Or if you're like me, you're going to go, well, do we have to paint it? Can't we just play with it the way it is? <laughs> well, that's a, I, we've, we didn't mention that as far as for Warhammer 40K. Usually, and this translates to almost other, any other miniature game, if you play it anywhere, like... At a, at a, at a tournament not or at a home, store. Yeah. Not at home. Not at home. They want your figures painted. And they have... Warhammer 40K has specific... Right, there's guidelines, colors, and yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, though I, I'm, I'm not sure if they'll bar you from entering a tournament if you're not painted right. But surely they don't like half painted figures or really badly painted figures. So they'll, they'll let figures you play. May not make it. Yeah, not, <laughs> not my paint jobs. So that's another factor about these this hobby. This part of the hobby is that not only do you want to play the game, but you have to want to be able to want to be able to you have to be able to paint figures or pay someone to do it for you and that's extremely expensive or find some teenagers that like to paint yeah and, well even yeah. that can be pricey but there you go so, so isofire i think is like you said is somebody who likes game of thrones who is kind of new to uh miniature gaming and the starter box set is the large box it has a lot of figures in it it's pretty neat so that's the other thing. These boxes, unless I'm some of them, maybe not, but most of the times you got to buy a box with the army in it. Right. They usually give you they a starter. They give you a starter set. Yeah. yeah. There's a starter set somewhere. So there's one more IP one that I think we should mention because it's a pretty big one. Star Wars, and it has three different. Um, they they have the Armada fleet. Yeah, that's like big capital ships. They have. Um, the Legion one, which is fighting on the ground. Right. And then they have X-Wings, which is X-wing, dueling which is, in space. It, or Well, yeah, it's kind of like a fighter combat. Yeah. So there's three of them. Um, they don't use, they use their own dice, their special Star yep. Wars dice, yep. which um, I think they're eight-sided or something. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they used all the polyhedron. All, all of them, yeah. And they have special symbols on them and stuff. So, Correct. So if you're into any Star Wars and... I didn't look up how long that one was, but I'm assuming it's probably between an hour and two hours. Yeah, most miniatures probably take that long. And the thing with Star Wars miniatures, any of them, is that they're very pricey. Because it's Star Wars. Now, now I don't know about Legion, but like Star Wars X-Wing, uh-huh. they come pre-painted. Oh, the little painted. Now, that would be worth it to me. <laughs> and now when you play, there's templates, and I really almost got into Star Wars... Miniatures. Uh, what was it called? X Wing. X Wing. And uh, because it it looks really cool, right? You yeah. buy you buy the different miniatures, which can be pricey. And then uh, you, I thought it was pretty interesting. You just put a template down, and that tells you how, what how you can bank and how you can turn and all this other stuff. I've never actually played a single game of uh, X Wing. And Legion, I know even less about because a lot of people I haven't seen it being played as often or as much, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's a really pricey. Each figure is going to cost you a lot of money because they got to pay the licensing fees right. somewhere down the road. I think that you like the X Wing one because you play that that airplane game at yes. with the little miniatures at the convention. Right, the World War the World War One Aerodrome is one. Aero, yeah, and uh, those really are like more it. math kind of games right where you you're you're on a grid and any you your airplane is shooting at other play airplanes and trying to get away from other airplanes and stuff it wasn't matthew it was actually th- that guy he i think he he made up his own rules uh it's based on some other uh flying war game mm-hmm. which is probably very complicated and he really uh not dumbed it down but made it super easy to play 
and it was it was really fun. And he had these big old models and stuff like that. There was another one called uh, I forget what it was, like a World War Two. No, same thing, uh, a, a World War One fighting game, air f- combat game. But anyway, uh, uh, same same idea with the Star Wars miniature. You buy the miniature, and you it's all pre-assembled, all pre-colored. And now I'd like to talk about the one game that I have played. Gaslands, because you talked oh, about yeah. templates, and Gaslands uses templates, yes, it does. and Gaslands is really cool. And we have done a a podcast about Gaslands because I we, think we did a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, because we played in it. We went and played at a gaming store in Mountain right. View, and the people were really nice. And then we've seen them all the time now at all the conventions because they're right. local. So it's always interesting too. And it was a really cool. And Gaslands is about cars. And Matchbox cars is what people buy. And, or Hot Wheels. Or Hot Wheels, right? Yeah. And then they, they, they fix them up to look what, like... Uh, a little post-apocalyptic, a little, a little bit uh, futuristic, a little Mad Max, a little, uh, what is it, uh, Death Race 2000. That was a movie back in the 80s. And Augustine was- and Ian had a blast when we went and played with these people because it was like... It was amazing to them, right? Because they let they, they let him use cars. We didn't have to bring our own cars. They had right. cars available, and the guy was really cool. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And the templates were very interesting because you have to choose which way you're going to go, right? And you don't want to you choose before you go, right? You you choose. There's all kinds of there's all of course there's rules to the game, and a lot of it has to do. There's this thing called a gear, and your gear tells you how far you get to move. Right. Gear one, gear one through six, I believe, and the higher the gear, the farther you can move, and it's usually a race, right? Theoretically, and you're trying to get through these gates, like a in a race. Yeah. Uh, and the gates can be in a, anywhere on this large, not even a large, it's about the size of a tabletop. Yeah, a tabletop. And uh, you're moving and you use these templates and basically you put the template down and you move the car over the template and it tells you which, you know, how far you go and which direction you go, left or right, like if you're turning and all kinds of things. Now, this would be simple if you were by yourself on this track, but there are other cars. Yeah. And, and, yeah. They're, and everybody has their own way that they're going, right? So sometimes you run into people. Yes. And sometimes it's a strategy. Sometimes you didn't mean to do it, right? Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's pushing and and a lot of times do it on, the people do it on purpose. Like if you're next to a wall, you get pushed into the wall. Of course, you can get damaged and and set on, set on fire and explode. <laughs> so it's a really cool game. Unlike every any other game on this list, there's hardly a cost to me- playing it. The only cost is, and I on Facebook or anywhere online, you can find groups of Gasland people, and these guys, yes, they will show you pictures of car of uh, Hot Wheels that they have bought that were on sale somewhere, right? That they oh, yeah. found, and then they take them and they they tweak them out, make them all cool looking and what's funny is that i i did the same thing right i bought a bunch of well one i already had a few of them for my son but i go well but i don't want to touch his cars and i go so i went and bought some hot wheels and you could buy a pack of 10 for like 6.99 if you know if you get them on sale like right now you go to any uh well we live in an area where there's safe ways and those 
the single car packs are always on sale. It seems like for like four for five dollars. So you can literally get uh, four cars for five dollars, and you can get different size cars. You get and now they have rules for buses and and trucks and and large trucks. And so what happens is the the cost of entry is really cheap. So what I did, and I, I'm pretty cheap anyway, is I got a bunch of cars. I I just spray painted it over them. I didn't even take off the paint. I just uh, put a primer on them. And then I threw some weird colors paint on them. Some look rusty and some are just just gray and worn out looking. A good thing is to do is to free the, to glue the tires because if you let them roll, they, they may free roll on the board, which you don't want them to do. Other than that, there's hardly anything you need to do. I did buy some bits of like guns and like glue them onto the car, and then I painted them. So they look pretty decent. Yeah. But but these, these guys, on these Facebook, guys are like on the Facebook group. I've seen them like literally. It's like they tear apart the car and they and and they put it back together. And they put it back together. And the other thing about this game is, is there's terrain because you're it's a course, right? So someone has taken the time to 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 lay out the terrain and and make the course, right? right? As, yeah, they, they have, have little like this. There's a little gas station um, or a, a tank that can explode. There's fences and all kinds of and the and gates barriers and, and gates and stuff. Yeah. And what the funny thing is, is that these people who have designed or show you how to make the terrain. They make terrain out of everyday household objects, like old cans, yeah, you know, old coffee cans, old. And since it's post-apocalyptic, it's it doesn't have to be painted. I mean, it's painted right, and it's it's done really coolly, but it doesn't have to look like pristine. bright colors or pristine because yeah. it, it's supposed to be dirty and usually is. Yeah, yeah, and it, you get to shoot at other people, which is really fun. So if you ever want to get someone into a into a miniature game, this would be the one I would suggest because one most most people like cars and it's pretty cool to be in a race. So it's and the templates are pretty cool because you don't have to it tells you, it calculates it for you by the template, right? How you're going to go. Yep. So so that would be one of the ones that I would think would be really Another cool. Another thing is that you get to design your car, so you put you, you you basically build your car, put the weapons you want on it, and of course they have different ranges. Some shoot really slow, like machine guns are really popular, but so are missiles and missile launchers and anti-tank guns and stuff. But there's space requirements and how much space is, uh, it takes up and all kinds of things. So we did that. We did that. We went. I met up with Bay because I talked about it online and he goes oh i like that game so i took my box of uh hot wheels that i had painted went there to it was dungeon con and me augustine uh, bay and ian played just on a regular tabletop uh-huh. and we were just thrashing each other and having a good time it was fun and there was no terrain right it was just like a survival of the fittest because right. usually that's what happens in, in the race but uh but it was a lot of fun we were like driving around the turning and running into each other and shooting each other it was a blast yeah and i'm and i haven't played that game enough but i we i had the old the first rule set of rules the first edition now they have a uh, gas lines refueled which he tightened up the rules there was there's some things that people didn't like uh, he revised the rules and he added a bunch of stuff so you can add buses, semi-trucks, and all kinds of things. Not only that, but this is the only game, well, there might be other ones here, but on Etsy, 
you can buy people have gone and made the the um the templates oh the templates and because the because te- the book that that you do this from it just has a page with the templates on it and you make them yourself right, right. So, but these people have made them out of plastic and all they make them out of uh, resin, resin, or... and and then people have made uh, the dice because the mm-hmm. dice are, are they they're six sided dice, but they have they have they words change on them. the pips right. or they or they so it'll it'll call the dice will say slide and this and that slide left slide slide right and all this thing, and a couple other words, but you can usually just look them up and say oh a one means slide and yeah. and a two means this. But they actually make the dice that actually just say the words on there, so you don't even have to uh, worry about that. So that's really a cool one, I think. And then there's a couple others that we'll talk about. Two others, sure. Which ones? I think I'll talk about Malifaux. Okay. Now Malifaux is based on a I not an IP, but it has its own world. It's kind of like a steampunkish sort of magic uh, uh, world. And what is different about this is that it's very low miniature count, right? And uh, instead of armies like uh, like Warhammer 40k or even Stark versus Lannister, you have a unit of ten, and they call this a skirmish uh, miniature game because it's instead because it's of, small. Because it's small, every unit counts. Like if you lose it one unit, you don't want to be. You know, you're not going to be sacrificing a lot of of, of miniatures. And not the general sacrificing the troops. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no like normal troop. Every every unit has like an ability or something that they're good at, and and you play that that style. It's a little bit you're a little bit more conservative or a little bit more worried about losing actual miniatures. Unlike games where you have a hundred miniatures on the table, <laughs> one miniature is not going to cost you unless it's a real important miniature or, or the gold. Unless it's your last one, then. Yeah. <laughs> so it, because of the world, the, the miniatures are really you know kind of wacky and and out there. So painting these figures can be a lot of fun because you can really express yourself any way you want. Because there's ghosts, there's witches, there's Anything you can think of, they're, 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 and they're, it's a weird, and they, and they have, it's a weird world, and they spell it W-Y-R-D, weird. And uh, I like the miniatures. In fact, in fact, I've bought miniatures, bought those miniatures, and used them for other games. Another weird aspect of this is that there's no dice. They use cards. Cards determine is the, what do you call it? the randomizer yes and what's funny is that this also extends into their role-playing game called through the breach which is basically the same uses the same world and because of that they also use cards to determine initiative and to determine everything how if you succeed in a skill or combat and all that stuff so and in that one you have you have um this everybody has the same card the same Number. Everybody has their own deck. Their own deck of yeah. cards, right? Yeah. And they're all so, and there's not, it's not like the whole deck. It's like nine or 12 cards because I remember you use them and then. It depends. Yeah. It depends on, in the role playing game, it depends on your abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, in the war game, kind of uses the same kind of technique where you build like a card, a hand of cards, mm-hmm. and you use those. Uh, you have a deck, and you use those to determine. Uh, it's the randomizer. Malifaux, it was 
really a really popular game. A lot of people I know when I was listening to uh, miniature war game uh, podcasts and, and looking at reviews, it, it was really popular. I don't know how popular it is now. I still see it being sold at, at the gaming store. Gaming store. In fact, they had a whole bunch of stuff there that I was buying because it's close to Thanksgiving. And they were having a sale on it. So a lot of that stuff was like 30% off. And one of the units, because they sell them usually by units or by big individual figures. And I almost bought one because they look pretty cool. <laughs> so that's the thing about miniatures. If they look cool, then you might buy them. Yeah. So, so that, 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 and that, one's a pretty, and that one's a pretty small play area, too. That doesn't mm-hmm. require a lot. And it says it takes about 90 minutes. So that's right. an hour and a half. And when I tell you the time that it takes these things, it doesn't mean that that's... That's the playing time, right? That's not the setting up time. So this yes. one doesn't have a lot of setup, right? Right. It's not as much as other games, right? Yeah. So if it's going to take you 90 minutes, you should allot at, at least three hours, right? Because 90 minutes for the game, time to set up, time to talk, time to put time everything to away. And I yeah. would say uh, this game probably takes like at the most half an hour to set up, at okay. the most. Where other miniatures will take like an hour if you're using a lot of scenery and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it says it takes 90 minutes, allow yourself okay. an hour and a half well, more yeah, to, yeah. yeah. You're right, you're right. I know I said we'd only talk about two, but I really like the Dread Ball. And, Dread Ball, Guild Ball. And Guild Ball. I would even throw in... Uh, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl, <laughs> yes, yes. So Guild Ball is basically a soccer game. Yes. Right? And it is, uh, I think it's in the future, I'm pretty sure, or no, it's a fantasy. Red Ball is f- future. Right. Guild Ball is more fantasy. Fantasy. And Guild Ball is the one I had heard of because it's been around a while now, and basically you are guilds. Yes. Like a team. They call yeah. them teams. Their yeah. teams are guilds, and you go around and fight other teams or yeah. play other teams and it's a little you know bloody and a little brutal but the ultimate idea is to score points by shooting the the goal right or hitting the target and i think that's pretty neat set of rules i i have not uh played this one i've seen it played uh i've seen the miniatures they're pretty neat you know they're like of course you know they're they're, they're so fantastic. these are the ones where the miniatures are um are Made with a, a plastic that is a little bit soft. So when uh, on the reviews, I heard that some of the swords or or stuff are might be bent and stuff. Or yeah, the, th- yeah. that could have been Dreadball. One of them, the, the so so that's some of the which goes back to Saul's. That's why Warhammer 40k is so expensive because the miniatures are made really well. So some right. miniatures are are made better than others. Yes, and th- and, and easier to put together too. They say that about Malifaux that that the miniatures, uh, the plastic is not as as high quality. Uh, I think that I really like the I do like the quality of of uh, Warhammer 40k miniatures, but I don't paint them. So and and if i were to paint them i it would be lost on me the the amount of detail cuz i'm kind of a, just splash and and, and splash go splash and go and so i don't need that and the Malifaux figures they look really cool but they don't have a lot of detail not as they're not as detailed as uh, as 440k and the and you know it's, and depending on on who makes it and where the plastic and what kind of plastic? Uh, the detail in the miniatures are kind of up and down. I think Guild Ball is a little bit better than Dread Ball because Dread Ball is like a box set that, yeah. you, that you buy, and Guild Ball you buy the actual little little guys, little little guilds. boxes of your team. Yeah, 
So, well, and and Dreadball is is a is a fan is a is a science fiction, fiction one. Yes. So a lot of the things are are science fiction tropes, right? The 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 miniatures. Yes. Yes. So there's, so there's robots and all. Where, kind of, where yeah right where well, in the Guild Ball it's more fantasy. Yeah. So I mentioned uh, Blood, Bowl. Blood Bowl, even though it's uh, made by Games Workshop. Same people who make 40 k and it is a like football game. Blood Bowl. Yes. And and you buy a box set, and of course you buy different teams. There's goblins, there's orcs, uh, humans, uh, Eldar. Or I, I'm I don't know if you can mix and match. I'm pretty sure you can. But you know, depending on what the stats are, you field your team as with all these weird things, and you play football. Uh, there is a one called what's it something Blood Blitz, which is like a, a a cheaper version of it. It's a box set. It used to be available at Barnes Noble. Uh, which is a, a bookstore here in in Northern California. I'm sure it, it used to be world, not worldwide. It used to be all across the United States, but they've been kind of closing them. And Saul has Blood Bowl. Yeah, you do no. the football one. No, I don't. I don't have that one. Are I you have. Sure? I have the Blood Bowl box. Oh, yes. But the in box. my Blood Bowl box, I have I have Man of War. Oh, I thought that was something else. Okay. Yes. I understand. I understand the confusion. <laughs> so he has the box. It's in the closet. I've never seen it come out. So I've been thinking about selling it because it, well, Man of War is another Games Workshop or whatever it's called. It is Games Workshop. It is Game Workshop. Games Workshop uh, production. But uh, that was that's another big complaint about Games Workshop is that they pull out the pull out these games and then they end them. Oh, they stop production and don't support them anymore and man of war it probably depends on how many people buy them right yeah 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 i agree i agree so There's... i might be putting some boxes of man of war stuff <laughs> on ebay so there's one other one that we looked at which was infinity corvus belly or belly and that's a, a futuristic 175 years in the future yeah now this one's really cool. Again, I like the idea behind it because it is a very small unit count, yes, team count or side count, uh, miniature count. And this one is really the, the 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 rules are really tight. I've seen it played. I've never played it, but I've been really anxious to play it. I've I have a ton of the not a ton, but I have quite a few of their miniatures only because the miniatures are really cool. All of these are really rules heavy, except maybe Gaslands, which is, has a lot of rules, in my opinion, anyway, because there's a lot of different things you can do with your cars. Really, a lot of rules, but yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of min, min, minute detail involved in these. So right, it's not unless you're picking up the uh, Game of Thrones one, which is more like a board game, and even and if you play board games, you know there are, there are people that read the rules, and there are people who don't want to read the rules. So. You got to read the rules to know what you're doing. Yes, that's yeah. You should uh, read the rules if you're gonna. Try. And the infinity one that we were just talking yes. about, the the futuristic one, is very rules heavy. I heard rules heavy, but the rules are very well written. Okay, uh, I've I've looked at the rule book several times. Oh, the previous version of the rule book. Now the rule book is uh, now two books in one slip case. Uh, I haven't seen how much the rules are, but the rules section of that book, they're really well written. They have examples of what what each rule. It has an example of what that what that rule looks like on the table. And so, if you just play with the core rules, it's really easy. Of course, you can add on all these other what do you call 
supplemental rules. And the thing about this game is that it's pretty brutal. You, you do not want to lose any units. It's all about, it's really tactical, right? Uh, it has to do with line of sight. You're using the, using the terrain to make sure that your character do, isn't seen because if it's seen it's going to get hit. it's going to it's going to get a bit shot at and you and it's, it's the future so the chances of you unit surviving is not high and uh, unless the person rolling has terrible dice and it's a, a 20 sided dice and yeah that I really like the idea of 20 sided dice uh gives you a little bit more what is it? Uh, it randomness. You, yeah, twenty yeah. chances. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it depends on what the table and what your what to what you need yeah. to hit. But I really like it. It's really neat. It mimics the 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 role playing game where you have to roll the way you because you use because you're rolling to see if you're going to hit or not. Yeah, and the d twenties is a big deal. <clears throat> I really like this one. I almost I almost got into it a few times, but again, what prevent, prevents me from getting to miniatures is storage of all these miniatures because it takes space and painting the miniatures because that is a lot of work. Yeah, so and old eyes now he has, so <laughs> we got all kinds of things you'd have to use to help him with that. But it is a pretty neat. Uh, like I said, it's a smaller count of miniatures, smaller table, uh, but people really like using a lot of terrain with this one because. Because the line so, of sight. Because it's so important that every, if you could see a little bit of their shoulder, and then that they could be targeted. So this is the one that where they would bring in buildings and yes. different kinds of things. And like you could go like two stories yeah. and, and, and trees, buildings, uh, cars, all this kind of stuff. So that's the most. So if you're if you've ever wondered about miniature games and didn't want to invest a lot of money. Or if you like one of the IPs, or I would say Gaslands is probably the easiest, or the Guild Ball or Dread, Dread Ball. Dread Ball. Because those look like they're pretty simple. Yes. Not, and not, I'm not saying the rules are simple. I'm just saying they, they look m simpler than some of the other ones. Right. right. I agree. So they might be the ones that, if you're interested in it and you like one of the IPs, you, although Star Wars was would be kind of hard because I, I hear it has lots of rules. So. And it has a lot of miniatures. That's the deal. And it has its own dice, so you don't have to have to buy miniatures. You got to buy dice. <laughs> I've played the Gaslands was a very good experience for me, so I like that one. If you like one of the other IPs, especially like if you like The Walking Dead or something like that, this might be something you and your friends who who enjoy that kind of stuff might like, right? Yeah, I totally agree. If you've ever wanted to play a miniature game, right? Because if you don't, then I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gaslands, you know, it, it is a uh, miniature game, sort of, but it, it is quite a hoot. It is yeah. really fun, and especially if you go to a game store or a convention a convention where somebody has brought their stuff and they're just going to ask you to play. And a lot of times they have cards that they can loan. That's what happened when we went. Mm -hmm. It was what, two or three tables. Three tables. It was three or four tables. Three yeah. or four tables. And they the guys had everything, the, the people who put it on. And uh, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, it was we're still talking about it today, and that was over four or five years ago. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yes. So, so there you go. This is gaming perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day.